Hello, and welcome to Finding Home, where we explore the connection between people and places and everything that has to do with the psychology of home. I am Dr. Jan Pepler, and I've been researching home for many years. My writing and podcasts offer insights to finding home and creating home, drawing from myth, psychology, the hero's journey, my travels, my own experience with home, spirituality, and more. Today's podcast is titled Cleaning Home. I have a good friend who becomes Midge, an alter ego, when she cleans. Midge is a coffee-swilling, gum-chewing, wise-cracking, no-nonsense Italian with a razor-sharp focus for cleaning down to the cracks and crevices. I'm no Midge. I like an organized home and a clean home, which having a dog means vacuuming every few days. I don't want to admit this, but I probably would not have made a good mom. Okay, maybe one kid, but not more. Too much mess. I wouldn't want to curb a child's creativity, but honestly, I would not have dealt well with the chaos. Even living with another adult has its challenges. Dishes in the sink, food left out, clothes on the floor. These things make me crazy. I'm not proud of this, but there it is. I even make my bed every morning, and I have very low tolerance for living with others who don't, which means dogs are about the only level of chaos and dirt that I can deal with on a daily basis. Being allergic to dogs means my house has to be clean, even beyond my own compulsion. Or maybe my dog is a good reason to mask my compulsion. I tend to clean at the oddest times, like first thing in the morning, before I even have a cup of tea or change out of my PJs. That's typically when I tackle something big, before I have a chance to settle into the day, get distracted, and change my mind which is what I did last week when I cleaned out the fireplace nook and had to dry all of my DVDs. Some of you may remember that from the last episode. And this week, when I decided it was time to get rid of more books. I was lying in bed scrolling through emails, as I typically do, while my little dog Maisie continues to snooze under the covers until the sun comes up. And then a prayer by Rob Bresney caught my eye. A powerful, radical, juicy prayer. A prayer that may shock some of you, but I'm going to share a part of it anyway because it has everything to do with my current headspace. Dear Goddess, you who are always answer our very best questions, even if we ignore you, please be here with us right now. Come inside us with your sly, slippery, slap-happy mojo. Dear Goddess, you who never kill but only change, I pray that my exuberant, suave, and accidental words will move you to shower ferocious blessings down on everyone who reads or hears this benediction. I pray that you will give us what we don't even know we need, not just the boons we think we want, but everything we've always been afraid to even imagine or ask for. 
Many of us don't even know who we really are. We've forgotten that our souls live forever. We're blind to the fact that every little move we make sends ripples through eternity. Some of us are even ignorant of how extravagant, relentless, and practical your love for us is. Please wake us up to the shocking truths. Use your brash magic to help us see that we are completely different from what we've been led to believe and more exciting than we can possibly imagine. Provoke us to throw away or give away everything we own that encourages us to believe we're better than anyone else. And there, I stopped. I caught my breath. I read that again. Provoke us to throw away or give away everything we own that encourages us to believe we're better than anyone else. As if I needed another sign or more encouragement, here it was. First, there was a mold from a couple weeks ago, and I cleaned my house. I let go of some things, a lot of things, I thought. Things that had once defined me, like my camera. And then, so quickly, I became complacent again. Now there is this. There is still more to clean, more to release. And that's what got me out of bed and into the living room to start clearing off my bookshelves at 7 a.m. My library has always been a point of pride for me, as it was for my father, too. And I inherited a lot of his books, particularly his leather-bound classics. They look good on my shelves, mixed in with all the old and antique books I've collected over the years. Granted, the old books are fun, I love reading the language of a hundred years ago, but the leather bound, if I'm being truthful, are pure ego. Those books are for show. Those books are meant to impress, to say a smart person lives here. Those books have been my shield and a facade. It's time to let those books go. So I filled my trunk with books. Some I sold, others I gave to a church, and others I slipped into a few little free libraries around town. And I still have more to go, more to give away. But for the first time ever, I have blank spaces on my shelves. I am decluttering my life again. Releasing what I no longer need, what only makes me heavy, and which deceives me into believing I'm something other than what I am. Cleaning house is more than vacuuming and tidying up, more than putting things neatly in places so they can't be seen. I'm no midge, but I am definitely getting better at cleaning. Meanwhile, lest you think this is all too serious, I'm still tackling the piles of papers on my writing table and a few other surfaces. I'm saving more things digitally these days, but the truth is I always forget the things I've saved on my computer. Whereas when they're printed, I find them again. And finding them again is priceless. So here is something I discovered this week, another perfect reminder for me and quite timely as we remember Thich Nhat Hanh, the wonderful Buddhist teacher who transcended his mortal body a few days ago. 
when Thich Nhat Hanh was invited to the San Francisco Zen Center years ago, the students asked him what they could do to improve their practice. He had entered a monastery at age 16. He was an ordained monk and had endured the horrors of the war in Vietnam. The expectation was that he would offer them some rigorous prescription for deepening their spiritual life. Here's what he said. You guys get up too early for one thing. You should get up a little later. And your practice is too grim. I have just two instructions for you. One is to breathe and one is to smile. <laughs> Sometimes it really isn't complicated. Breath is cleansing. Inhale the good stuff, exhale the old and unneeded. Breathe and smile. This is how we clean house. Thank you for listening. If this podcast resonated with you in any way, I would love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts, um, join the conversation by logging on to uh, finding home at substack.com or janpeplerhome.com. Thanks again. Have a great day.